This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. 93% of the corn is planted compared to 64% last year. 78% of corn has emerged compared to 42% a year ago. Those with corn yet to plant are North Dakota at 75% versus 76% last year. There will be some prevent plant in North Dakota, but there is some prevent plant every year, and this year there will be nowhere near the 11 million acres prevent plant corn last year. There was 19 million acres of prevent plant overall between all crops last year, and this year it will likely be under 5 million. Good to excellent corn crop condition ratings improved 4% to 74%. With some heat coming, given the full soil moisture profile, corn development should explode this week. When it is June 1st and we have a full profile of subsoil moisture here in Iowa with the crop planted April 25th, this corn crop will be very hard to kill. Eric Snodgrass, the principal atmospheric scientist for Nutrient Egg Solutions, forecasted Trendline plus corn yield. And I think the crop is on track today. We have 11 inches of subsoil moisture in the tank for corn here, and it would take the most extreme weather conditions to seriously damage the yield potential. Nothing like that is forecast as of now. 75% of soybeans are in versus 42% a year ago. My beans went in May 1st, which I think is the earliest I've ever planted. Agronomists have been advocating for earlier planting, claiming higher yields. This should be a good test. Iowa is 95% planted, while Missouri is just 49% in. They plant a lot of soybeans late in Missouri. It's double crop. 70% of soybeans are rated good to excellent. Help for U.S. commodities is coming in the form of a weakening in the U.S. dollar, as world investors become concerned that conflicts are becoming redundant and are not being well managed. We now have a pandemic crisis, a geopolitical crisis with China, and racially inspired unrest and rioting in all states and major cities. The massive unemployment provides the manpower to fuel crowds at protests. Global investors do not have confidence in Donald J. Trump's ability to handle any of these challenges individually, and all of them coming together at once just portrays overwhelming chaos, a trifecta of chaos. While Beijing reportedly ordered state-run entities to pause on U.S. soybeans and pork purchases, there was confirmation that Chinese companies were still buying soybeans. Three of their four cargoes were purchased for new crop delivery. Were these the last of pending orders or will regular trade continue? There are also reports that China is adding to purchases of Brazilian soybeans, which are more expensive than ours. In other words, they are willing to pay a premium to buy more soybeans from Brazil. That would be evidence that Chinese buyers are fearful that U.S. trade will be further disrupted by the geopolitical tensions and that they wish to expand their inventory of ownership as a buffer. Brazil has obviously not ended purchases by commercial firms, only by state-run entities. To comply with Phase 1, it is believed that they have to have state-run entities buy for reserves. No one can see how they can comply with Phase 1 with state-run entities on the sidelines. China also appeared to be preparing to defend other actions being taken by the U.S. regarding Hong Kong. They say that they will respond to anything done by the U.S. in kind. It's hard to see where the off-ramp to the confrontation between the U.S. and China is. Both sides are drawing each other closer to the edge. The comparison between action taken by Donald J. Trump here to crack down on protesters and their restraint in cracking down on Hong Kong protesters to this point is not lost on them. On cattle... 
Last week, Packers were making $1,000 a head. Gosh, can they even keep the doors open? They killed 110,000 head Monday. Beef Packers made $110 million Monday. Last week, Packers collectively made over a half a billion dollars, all the while using an arbitrary price to buy cattle that was certainly not based upon their profitability. It is June, and there is a $20 basis between live cattle futures and cash. The cash cattle market is whatever Packers say it is. Despite the deflating product market, Packers do not have to lower their bids. Their margins are still absurd. Yet someone doesn't trust Packers so much as that they are selling over a $20 discount and spot futures to cash. I think that takes guts. Even if Packers do lower cash bills, June live cattle could still rally. The glass half full people are saying that the worst is over. Yeah, but it's not over. IB prices stung consumers, killing demand. This damaged both export and domestic demand. Over a third of those on unemployment reportedly haven't received their checks yet. And of those that have, it takes a lot of the check to afford hamburger. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.